hardship, no more struggle, no more challenges, no more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage, the battle of your business, the battle of your finances, the battle of your sickness, the battle of your shame, the battle of your disgrace, the battle of your setback, the battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. For the promise that it would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and called those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope in who believed, so that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it, might, that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him, who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. I started this series last week, Sunday, and I'm just trying to continue. I'm preaching to you on a message I've titled, Hope Against Hope. This is a story that was centered around Abraham, and Abraham, as we all know, was the one that is described as the father of faith. Father of faith in the sense that he was able to walk with God and endure with God, to be able to hold on and to believe God for whatever God has for his life. In life, we just have to understand that it's a journey. And as you take the journey of life, everything that you are looking forward to might not come to you the way you expected. One of the reasons why we come to church or we serve the Lord is that we believe that God is able to do everything that we desire of him. And apart from our salvation, we have a personal work with God to be able to press on through life and to get to where God wanted us to be. It is important for you to know that life without hope is not life to live. You can never live life without having a hope because hope gives you that expectation that tomorrow can be better than your today. If your today is better, then you know that your tomorrow will be more better than where you are today. So that keeps you going and that keeps you believing and you take step each time at, at a time. So you don't get discouraged on the way or even when you are getting discouraged, there is something that comes to energize you or to encourage you to make you believe that you can do better than where you are. Can I hear an amen? amen? The same thing applies to the life of Abraham. So Abraham got through this life, but Abraham pulled through. And the scripture we read was telling us that it is not only written for Abraham's sake, but it is also for us that we should also believe and be able to be accounted unto us for righteousness. In other words, there are truth or lessons that we can learn out of this story of Abraham in Romans chapter 4, which was actually captured from the Genesis chapter 12 
throughout as God walked with Abraham until he gave birth to his Isaac. Now, what is hope? Somebody who has. Hope is the general feeling that something, hope is the general feeling that something you desire will be fulfilled. Something you desire will be fulfilled. So, I desire something in my heart and I believe that it will be fulfilled. And life comes with desires. How many of you here don't have a desire? And how many of you here have a desire? So you desire that you want to become maybe a president. You desire to become a businessman. You desire to become an entrepreneur. You desire to become a billionaire. You desire to... Whatever you are desiring, there is a tendency for you to be able to achieve. But your ability to achieve is to be able to keep your hope alive. You cannot just get up and say you are going to become what you want to be until you believe in what you want to be. So hope is critical. It is the catalyst that funds your life. And that actually spurs you on or encourages you to take a step. In the face of every challenges and difficulty, you can still lift up your head and say, I will believe God and move on. Because that is your strength and that is what gives you the encouragement. When you find anybody that tells you that this life is not anything to live by, I need to die, that person has lost hope. Anytime you see somebody trying to contemplate suicide or trying to kill himself, that person has given up on hope. The very day you give up on hope, everything around you doesn't make sense again. The very day you give up on hope, you don't even find fulfillment in life again. You see, when we talk of hope, it's not because only, you only have to hope when you don't have anything. Amen. You, you get people who have all the money, they have all the cars, they have all the connections, they have all the houses, they have everything. In fact, they can travel anywhere in the world without struggle, but they feel that life is worthless. And, 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 and they, they might be on drugs and be on, 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 on so many things just to be able to keep them happy or excited or stimulated to be able to move on in life. In other words, they don't have hope. They are joy. The, the kind of thing that they desire, they are not able to find fulfillment in their life because hope is able to give you that fulfillment that you look for out of life. And a life of voidness is a life of misery. So you might have everything. Don't get me wrong to think that when he said hope, it's only when you, you don't have it, so you have to hope to get it. No, you can get everything you have, but there is something lacking in your life that you need to hope and live through it. Abraham have everything. He has made servant, he has been servant, he has flocks, he has sheep, he has cattle, he has money, he has everything in place. There is nothing the gentleman lacks, but in his heart of art, there is a lack. Tell someone there's a lack. There's a lack in his heart that he was with Sarah and there was no child. And God has come to promise him. That is why God gave him a promise because we live by promise. Without a promise, you cannot be. There are people who have everything, but they live in fear every day. They live in fear every day. They live in, in, in pain every day. They live in agony every day. They are always confused about their life. And it's not that they don't have it. They have everything. But even sleep has gone away from them. Peace is not with them. There is no fulfillment. There is no joy. Because why? They don't have their hope. They don't believe that their life can get anywhere. That is why Jesus is always the center that holds our life. It's the center that holds our life. Sometimes you think by chasing material things, then I'll get a satisfaction. I bet to differ because you can get everything you are looking for in life, but you will not find fulfillment until you understand the principle of life. The principle of life is based on hope. 
that something I desire or something I look forward to, it is also to be optimistic no matter what. Because life, you might fall into challenges, into temptation. This way of life is not smooth. Sometimes you meet people and said, I want to give up. The issue is that who, who told you life is easy? Ask somebody, do you think life is easy? Let the person give you an answer. Sometimes the funny thing we have is that we think life is easy. And I can live life smoothly. A woman said who was preaching and she made an altar call. And out of the altar call, she asked that anyone that wants to serve the Lord or want to give his life to Christ should come. But before you come, you have to know that you are going to pay a higher price. Because you are going to have so many challenges that you need to face. And it's not going to be easy. So many people initially got up and wanted to give their life to Christ. Immediately they heard what she said, many people sat down. But ladies and gentlemen, whether whether you believe God, you come to Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, or you don't come to Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, the challenges and the hazards of life, you will face it. There is no excuse for facing the challenges or the hazards of life. You will go through it. Tell somebody you will go through it. Tell the person you will go through it. You see, life does not offer you what you bargain for. What you bargain for is not what comes. It will come to you whether you like it or not. The only thing is that you just have to prepare. You see, that is why you don't need to worry. Worrying, as Bible said in Matthew 6, nobody worries and adds anything to his life. From the day you started worrying till now, have you found a solution to your problem? This message continues after the break. From the ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu, get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books. The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry product of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awudu's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House Last Stop, East Legon. Reach us on telephone, plus 233-277-250420 or plus 233 Email us revismila at gmail.com. Visit our website icgcislegon.com. Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life. Welcome back. And the issue is that, listen, no matter how you want to get angry with things, you continue getting angry. The issue is that life will always bring you things you don't expect. Things you don't expect. So you need to keep your hope alive. A man has a tree in his vineyard and decided to uproot that tree to him. The tree has been a nuisance. So he uprooted a tree and wanted to cut it into pieces. And a sculptor was passing by and saw this useless tree. The sculptor went in to ask for the tree. The man willingly gave out the tree because he wanted it to be carried out of his compound. He took this tree away, but he turned the tree 
into a nice bed, expensive one. He saw in the tree a bed that is crying to be escaped. But the owner of the tree saw a useless tree that is giving him problems or becoming a nuisance. He lost hope with a tree, but the sculptor found hope with that tree. And when he took the tree, he cut out this nice bed and displayed it at his studio. And this man passed by, saw this same bed and went in to buy the bed at a very expensive amount. Displayed it and invited everybody to come and see it and see what he has brought home. Then the sculptor also passed by and admire this thing because the man has a story building and display it where when you are passing by you will see it so people stop to watch his rich friends came around and they admired the sculptor came and asked the man do can you recognize this bed the man said i can't recognize the bed i bought it from your studios he said this is your bed he said no i don't believe it he said your useless tree that you don't have open out of that tree i carved out this bed What am I driving at? If you have hope, you have the eye to see beyond where you are. If you have hope, you have the eye to see even in the most useless situation, a gold hidden in there. If you have the eye of hope, you are able to see through the storms that the storm will be over tomorrow and you will be able to walk on your safety shore. If you have the eye of hope, you will know that no matter how things goes bad for your life, you will know that once upon a time, something will be better again in your life. When you have the eye of hope, you don't give up and say that that is the end of my life. I don't deserve to live again. I need to die. You don't kill yourself because there is something beyond where you are. Because the eye of hope sees beyond the obstacles and the challenges. The eye of hope is what makes you to fight through to break through to your next side. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. He knew there is going to be storm. He knew it, but he went into the boat and was sleeping. To the disciples, they are perishing, but to Jesus, he has seen his destination. The eye of hope is what gives you the destination ahead before you even get there. You cannot get there until you have the eye of hope. Ladies and gentlemen, your hope is as precious as having gold or jewelry or silver or something that you treasure so much. The day you cast away your hope is the day you are going to die. You can never live in life without hope. Tell somebody hope again. The difference between a dying person and a living person is hope. Are you there with me? Sometimes you can be on the bed of death but your hope alone will bring you back because death itself will release you because you have hope again there is a reason why you should live if i ask you do you have the reason of living you should know why you are living living life is not just you chose to living life you are living because there is hope for something for you to achieve and until you achieve it you don't give up hope is critical tell somebody hope is critical Hope is just like the air we breathe. If you don't have it, you die. So hope is there. That is what Bible said that when a tree is cut off, he has hope that he will still come back again. Because at the smell of water, it shall sprout forth again. 
it doesn't matter how low you fall or how miserable you mess up your life. If you only have hope, you will know that out of the ashes, you can gather yourself up again and come back and be what God wants you to be. Your business can mess up. Your life can mess up. People will look at you and laugh at you. But when you have hope, you can scale over the challenges. I have learned to live by hope. Because Bible said, even Jesus in Hebrews 12, he said, for the joy that was set before him. What it means is that the thing he has not yet actualized, but he was hoping he was going to get it. Jesus died on the cross out of hope. That you and I will be saved. He never saw us saved. But he hoped that if I die this death, it might look foolishly though. Because I was not a guilty one. The guilty one is there. But if I go ahead and die for him, I have the hope that one day he will be saved. She will be saved. And they shall be saved. Hope. Hope. And that hope, Bible said that, give me Hebrews 2. I said, verse 1. I read it. He said, Hebrews 12, 1. He said, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, people are watching us. People are looking to us. He said, let us lay aside every weight. There are things that are weighing us down. There are things that are weighing you down. Your marriage is weighing you down. Your business is weighing you down. Your children are weighing you down. Your economy is weighing you down. Your traveling is weighing you down. Your visa is weighing you down. The visa connection is weighing you down. Your customers are weighing you down. There are things that are weighing you down. He said, because of the witness, because of those who are watching us to take inspiration from us as a believer, don't make a mistake to think that nobody takes inspiration from you until you fail, then you know who are truly taking inspiration from you. The, the, the grammarian wrote, he said, empty barriers make the most noise. Sometimes you think your enemies are more than your loved ones because the voice of your loved ones are silent, but the voice of your enemies are loud. They are only few. But they are so loud that you think they outnumber your loved ones. So you always work with the guiltiness of what your enemies are saying about you. But if you can turn back again and look, there are people who are cheering you on more than your enemies. More than your enemies. He said, we also, we are surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses. Let us lay aside every way. Tell someone, lay it aside. Tell a person, lay it aside. And and the sin we so easily ensnares us. Because when you are so much underweight, it makes you to go and do things that you are not ready to do. And there are people who have sold their soul to the devil. There are people who have sold their soul to, to drug, to womanizing, to drinking, to whatever. Because they are overburdened with issues. And they think when I smoke or I drink or I womanize, I'll be okay. You have a temporary relief, but a permanent guilt. The sin. I'm not married. If I masturbate, I will be alright. You finish masturbating and you are living with that guilt. I will go to be a lesbian. You finish doing it and you are living without guilt. I don't have the money. I will sleep with the man anywhere. You finish and you are living with this guilt. There is a sin that ensnares you. Why? Because there are weights on your life. I need to do it to please my family. If I don't take care of them, who will take care of them? Who made you a messiah in your family in the first place? 
You have taken upon yourself things that you are not supposed to. The sin we so easily instead us. He said, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. There is a race that we need to run, but we need endurance. Abraham endured. And in endurance, you need persistence. Abraham endured. Life is about endurance. Endurance is to keep your stamina constant. That is what it means. Endurance is to forge ahead, no matter the pain. So I might be in pain, but I still hide my pain and still move on as if nothing is happening. That is an endurance. When you are enduring, it doesn't mean everything is alright. Life is about endurance. It says, let us endure by running the race. I cannot run race with so many baggages on me. I can't make it. But I need to be light in order to run faster. A lot of us are too heavy on the road. Overload. Our life is overloaded with so many things. He said, let us run the road. That is set before us. And he went to verse 2. He said, looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, he is the one that has designed the faith and he's the one who has finished it. When you take a book, the writer starts and the writer finishes. So there is a life that has begun already and a life that has already ended. And he said, not only looking at me as the author and the finisher of our faith. He said, who for the joy that was set before him. In other words, the joy is not current, but the joy was in the future. Hope is to have the eye of the future, not the now. Because your future is greater than your now. Your tomorrow is more important than your today. Your yesterday cannot stop you into your future. There are three times you live in. You live, you either live in your past, or you live in your present, or you live in your future. But hey, ladies and gentlemen, what has passed, you can't do anything about. Your present, you have control. Your future, you hope to get there. You hope to get there. I refuse for anyone to keep me back to take away my hope. Our hope is our strength. The joy that was set before him. He asked, what is the joy? Your salvation and my salvation was the joy. Jesus never saw you when he was dying on the cross. You went in there to promise him, I want to live for you. Nobody promised him because his own disciples even forsook him. He has every right in the garden of Gethsemane to give up and be carried away by the angels. But he said, Lord, it's not I, but let your will be done. Why will he submit his will to the will of God? Because there is a joy that he has not yet attained. And he's believing that when he died his death, he will attain something. The devil told him you are a fool. End it right now. Take the present gratification and forget about the joy of tomorrow. He said, I cannot do this because though I will pay a price of shame and reproach now, there is a better tomorrow for me to be able to attain. There is a better tomorrow. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Ladies and gentlemen, endure life. The shortcut is becoming too much. Believers don't want to endure life any longer. We are not patient with God. We fix our miracles. And we want God to come into it. We marry without seeking the face of God. Because we think we are growing old. 
The God that created you and brought you on this earth knows the time you should be able to marry. So many things are happening. We are fixing the issues. And then when we finish, we say, God, come in and be the referee. How can God come in and mediate in something that you didn't involve in from the beginning? The joy that was there, he endured the cross. He didn't force his way to sleep with somebody to get a job. There are believers today that might even be sitting in this church or out there who will be in church and at the next time they are with a malam. Who will be in church and the next time they are with a jujuman. There are people who will be in church either here or elsewhere that even as they are in church they have talisman even around their waist. They have an handkerchief. They have a secret room. They have some concussions that they drink or things they smear on their body. Because they don't believe that God can do what they believe in. They have yet come to the Lord but they are foreign gods in their life. Because we don't have hope in the Lord we have come to believe in. Ask somebody, where are you standing? There are married people who are boyfriends. And they eat communion and they stay in the church. Because I need somebody to service me. How can we assess the power of God? Because we, we, we don't see the joy that lies ahead. We are looking for the present and the current to satisfy ourselves. And listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, this is not exclusive to congregation members. It is also involves pastors, politicians, whoever. So we are living a life of these guys. There is no honesty and truth because we don't see the joy that lies ahead. We want it now. Tell somebody hope. Tell that person hope. Your hope is what can tell you, I don't like this. You'll be insulted. You'll be looked at. You'll be called names and all those things. But you know why? You said no because there's a better tomorrow for you. There's a better tomorrow. There's a better tomorrow. Despising the shame. Tell somebody he despised the shame. In other words, the shame was there. He despised it. The devil came to him in Luke chapter 4. In Matthew chapter 4, he said, If you only bow, I'll give you the rest of the world. All the silver and the gold. I believe where some of us will be shaking. You will quickly bow. Because a lot of us are bowing to so many things. It's not somebody said, I saw it in the United Kingdom. A Methodist pastor is also a pastor, but he's with a lodge. And he preaches. There are elders and leaders sitting on church board and councils, but they are with Freemasons and they are enchanting because of connections and faith. How can we differentiate between who is the child of God and who is not the child of God? From the congregation to the pulpit, we don't have hope. We cannot look up to Jesus, who is the altar and the finisher of our faith. Ladies and gentlemen, what can material things do in your life? What Jesus cannot do? We even come to church based on conditions. We serve God based on conditions. 
What is the propelling force in your life that makes you to come to the Lord? He said there is a shame you need to despise. Tell someone, despise that shame. Tell that person, despise that shame. Listen, shame is shame. There is no word above shame. There is no word. They will insult you and tell you when we were growing up, they said, if you, you don't allow yourself to be slapped with, you become like a, 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 a... You know what I mean by... You, you look stupid and look like a, a, a toy. So, so when you are talking, crowd, they say, oh, are you? So for you to become a lady or a gentleman, you need to, to break your virginity, then it means that you are better. If not, you'll be tok-tok. Which scientific book did you read to tell you that? Those of us who went into it and messed up our life. Today, we sit back and we thought if God should allow us to be born again in our mother's womb, we wouldn't have worked the way we walk. So when I see the young one today and they are rather jumping like, like guinea pigs and, and like, like dogs hey, and they are falling, I look at them and I shake my head. What has this man seen before? Is he black? Yellow, blue, red, tall, short. What name? Name them. When a lady stands before me, some of you, when, when a lady stands before me, if the lady has interest in me, I know. Don't, 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 don't ask me. I know. very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Egon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you.